Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Deuteronomy. Last time we read Deuteronomy chapter 12, and I kind of retitled that in my Bible. It said laws of the sanctuary, but to me it seemed like it was more about celebrating your blessings from God with your offerings and sacrifice. And so I kind of retitled that once I started to publish that out. Um, But it did also concern the laws of their sacrifice and the way they were to do some of those things. But, But God was making it very much a celebration for them to celebrate the blessings that God had given them. So now we're ready to read Deuteronomy chapter 13. And this chapter is going to be about shunning idolatry, at least in part. It's not a very long chapter, so let's just jump into it. It's Deuteronomy chapter 13. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. If a prophet arises among you, or a dreamer of dreams, and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder which he spoke, foretold, To you comes to pass, and he says, Let us follow after other gods whom you have not known, and let us serve and worship them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and all your soul, your entire being. You shall walk after the Lord your God, and you shall fear and worship Him with all filled reverence and profound respect. And you shall keep His commandments, and you shall listen to His voice, and you shall serve Him and cling to Him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has counseled Rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, to draw you away from the way in which the Lord your God has commanded you to walk. So you shall remove the evil from among you. Now, notice this is talking about a a prophet or a dreamer of dream who gives you a sign or wonder, and it's actually true. It's like they're making a prediction, and this prediction is actually true. But they also say, let us follow after other gods. In other words, they're using their prophetic nature or ability, or perhaps it's just dumb luck, to draw you away from God. Anytime someone is trying to draw you away from God, no matter what power they may appear to possess, it is wrong and we should not follow them. Definitely they are not from God. No one from God is going to try to draw you away from God. Angels in the Bible, when when men would start to worship them, would say, no, no, don't worship me. I'm just a servant. You know, We are not to be drawn away to other gods or idols or whatever you want to call them. 
because there really is no other God but God. So we want to be aware of that, but he's saying even if they are successful in their prophecy or their dream of dreams or whatever, you know, um, we see a lot of false spirituality nowadays. People commune with the dead, which um, is a form of like witchcraft or something, and, and that's evil, and God warns us about that even in the Old Testament. Um, you see all kinds of things like that. Uh, they believe in crystals and powers from these things and that things. And the power in that we see in nature and in things in nature, that's just God's power. God created all that. It's, it's, there's nothing inherently in a rock or in a stone or in a blade of grass except what God put there. So there's nothing there for us to think that that is somehow a magical thing for us. It's, it doesn't work that way. And so if someone is drawing you away into another form of spirituality, drawing you away from God to worship something else or someone else, it is incorrect. I'm just going to pick on a couple of people. Uh, well, I'll just pick on one, one, for instance. One obvious example of this is uh, the Mormons. Joseph Smith, I think that is the correct name. Sometimes I want to call him John Smith. But he uh, claims to see an angel. He draws people to him and draws them away from God. And, and they have some separate book that is not from the Bible that they claim. And they are following teachings that are not of God, not from the Bible. So we have to be very aware of that. I'm not trying to uh, condemn all Mormons, but there's definitely a layer of deception that goes with the Mormon teaching. If you're following Joseph Smith and a supposed angel that he saw, and you're following a book outside of the Bible, that is, that's one of you know, that's one of the things we've been warned against. So here again, God is warning us not to be drawn away. Um, you can also make certain claims like that against other uh, other religions. Um, I think Muhammad also saw an angel and, you know, and created his own book. Um, and then you also have the Catholic Church, who I, I'm kind of picking on the big ones that are well known that we know, right? Uh, the Catholic Church, uh, they draw people into worshiping Mary, and uh, they draw people into making um, saints of people that they have said are saints, and that's really not the way that's supposed to work. If you read the Bible, the saints are the actual people of the congregation who are following the Lord. It has nothing to do with an organization, and really the Catholic Organization is what I should say, not church, because they are not the church or a church. They are a huge organization, and they are religious in nature, but they are not necessarily following the Bible as they should. So they have a lot of traditions that have crept in, and, and I think it, it can create forms of idolatry within uh, the Catholic organization where they worship the saints and Mary. That was never the intention. That's never what 
God or the Lord asked us to do. You know, and that's what we're supposed to go by. Look at Jesus. He's always our example. So I got kind of off on a rant there. I'm sorry. Let's, this is a short chapter, but it's important. And I think it, um, definitely is relaying something that we need to pay attention to, especially today. We are so easily drawn into the things of the world and into seeing things that are not true and are not correct. So let's continue on. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son or daughter, or the wife you cherish, or your friend who is as precious to you as your own life or soul, entices you secretly saying, let us go and serve other gods, gods whom neither you nor your fathers have known, of the gods of the peoples who are around you, near you, or far from you, from one end of the earth to the other. You shall not consent to him or listen to him, and your eye shall not pity him, nor shall you spare him or conceal him. Instead, you shall most certainly execute him. Your hand shall be first to be raised against him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. So you shall stone him to death with stones, because he has tried to draw you away from the Lord your God who brought you from the land of Egypt, from the house of slavery. Then all Israel will hear and be afraid and will never again do such a wicked thing among you. Now we certainly do not, this is one of those things where we look back and we say, we do not follow the old law. It's not that we don't follow necessarily the teachings of the Old Testament, but we don't follow the old law. We're not going to stone or execute someone because they've been deceived and because they want to follow an idol or another god. Instead, our charge is to make sure that we give them the truth and the gospel and try to draw them away from that path of destruction of worshiping something, most of the times we end up worshiping either ourselves or we worship something that we get obsessed with in the world and, and it becomes an idol to us. But we are not nowadays ever encouraging people to kill other people or to stone or, or execute someone. Instead, now we should present the gospel in love to them and give them that chance to, to hear the message and give God's word time to work on that person. Sometimes it's going to take longer with some people than with others. And of course, unfortunately, some people are going to refuse. We wish that would not happen, but you have free will. You are allowed to choose. That's, that's a part of this life that God has given us here. And uh, you have that option to make your choice. So I would never recommend any violence like this to anyone. Um, this was a different time in a different place in a different era long ago. Just like sometimes with a small child, you kind of have to set an example that if they don't listen, they're going to have some form of punishment. 
that was the idea of this. You know, God is establishing a nation for these people. We need to have some hard and fast rules so that everybody will get in line and really get this established in a good way. All right, let's continue on. If you hear it said in one of your cities, which the Lord your God gives you to live in, that some worthless and evil men have gone out from among you and have tempted the inhabitants of their city to sin, saying, Let us go and serve other gods whom you have not known. Then you shall investigate and search out witnesses and ask thorough questions. If it is true and the matter is established that this loathsome thing has been done among you, you shall most certainly strike the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying it and all that is in it, even its livestock with the edge of the sword. Then you shall collect all its spoil, plunder, into the middle of its open square and burn the city and set fire to the spoil as a whole burnt offering to the Lord your God. It shall be a ruin forever. It shall not be built again. Nothing from that which is put under the ban designated for destruction shall cling to your hand, so that the Lord may turn away from his burning anger and show mercy to you and have compassion on you and make you increase just as he swore to your fathers. Because you have listened to and obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, keeping all his commandments which I am commanding you today, and doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord your God. Now that is the end of the chapter, but notice how strong a prohibition this is against following uh, other gods, having these idols, and we have to realize that they were tempted to follow these other evil religious practices by the people there in those lands, where they would offer their children to these gods. They would do all kinds of horrible things. And um, here, God is just putting a very, very strong prohibition against that. We should likewise always be examining ourselves and being very careful not to be drawn off into some form of idolatry. Again, usually, Our idolatry tends to be worshiping ourselves, doing what I want, having what I want now. We also want to be careful that there are, you know, people like they mentioned in these cities, kind of false teachers who will try to draw you off. They'll try to draw you out of the way. I want you to notice back in verse, um, let me back up here, verse 5, he says to draw you away from the way. Christianity was known as the way, you know, in the New Testament. I think in Acts you'll see it being mentioned as the way. And um, I thought it was interesting that it's mentioned here as to draw you away from the way in which the Lord your God has commanded you to walk, right? Um, So, and that's essentially false teaching, right? It's false prophets, false teaching. We have to really watch out for that. We have false teachers in the world those who would tell you 
to uh, basically they would they would draw you in with prosperity teaching and teaching of living your your best life here and to some degree some of that is you have to be very careful some of that is true god wants you to have your best life here but your best life here is nothing compared to heaven so it's not really your best life it's just your best life here and it, and what that means is that you are working for the lord you're having uh spiritual spiritual victories for the lord you're doing good things for the lord and that has a a very super special reward of its own in your heart and in your soul it's not about money it's not about your life being a life of ease and recreation it's not about your life being easy really it's about working for the lord growing and and uh growing further into uh, a christ like version of yourself to be as much like jesus as you can be um it's all of those things and and there's a lot of trouble and tribulation and and things that come with that but it's the best life here when when i refer to having the best life here i'm not talking about having a rich wealthy easy life of just laying around doing what you want to do I'm talking about your best life being the life of someone who's working for the Lord, saving souls, helping other people. That's where you get your most satisfaction in life is when you're helping others, when you're doing good for others. That is the most satisfying things in this life that you will ever find. And that's what the Lord tells us to do. And that's why I say that's our best life, Christianity. Now, other people... Um, there are those out there who will teach you that your best life is this prosperity stuff and, you know, you're supposed to have everything you want and you're supposed to live. And don't get me wrong, when you're doing what God wants you to do and you're working in his kingdom for him, yes, you're going to be blessed. You're going to have uh, some good things, but life is always, life is always difficult. You know, Jesus says. In this life, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have some people that hate you. You're going to have, you know, these negative things come against you. But stand true for the Lord. Love your enemy. Love these people and do the best you can for them. Because that way will bring you the most satisfaction. It will do the best, the most and, and best to further God's kingdom. Sometimes I may not always say things in the best, most eloquent way, so I apologize for that, but you get the idea. This life can be hard and difficult, and we're told that it's going to be hard and difficult, but at the same time, it can be a very satisfying version of this life if you're living for Christ and doing what you're supposed to do for Him and shunning idolatry, staying away from those things. Don't be drawn off into these things that are not real. So this has been Deuteronomy chapter 13. I think it's very important that we recognize that God is warning them and warning us to make sure that we're not drawn away. We should not be drawn away from the Lord into false teaching, worshiping false gods, or worshiping ourselves, or being caught up and obsessed with things in the world 
Instead, we want to make sure that we're focused on the Lord and helping others and following God like we're supposed to. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.